welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. Well, if you're ready for the word, why don't you declare out loud, today my heart is open, my ears are alert to grow and change and never be the same. Amen. Please be seated this morning. Well, today is a, a baptism Sunday, and um, we do this a couple times a year, and it's, it's a massively pivotal part of the Christian faith. And so I, I just today, I want to talk through what baptism is, water baptism, the power of it, and the necessity of it for all of our lives. And um, as, as Mel said earlier, if you haven't uh, uh, scanned a QR code to be baptised today, um, but as I preach, you're just like, man, I've got to do this. Like, it's just water. These are just clothes. Like, let's jump in at the end of the service. You know, it just doesn't matter. Um, you can join us and, and we'll pray with you and water baptise you today. But, you know, at the point of accepting Jesus into our lives, our sins are forgiven. But So water baptism isn't so much about washing sins away, okay? Although there's nothing wrong if that's your thought process and you go down that line of thinking. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to come against thinking today in that sense. But we need to understand that water baptism isn't the moment where God washes away our sins just because we're having been washed by water, um, although that would make sense. That would be a great Bible. Um, I don't know where that is, but that would be great doctrine. But that's not the doctrine we're preaching here today. So water baptism must have something powerful about it if sins are already forgiven. So today I want to talk about the clothing and union of water baptism. The clothing and union of water baptism. Now, one of the great blessings of water baptism is that it clothes us, okay? So for this, let's look at Galatians 3.27. It says, For all of you who were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union with the Christ, the Anointed One, have clothed yourselves with Christ. That is, you have taken on His characteristics and his values. Now, as Christians, this tells us that our values are not our own anymore. And the character in which we conduct our lives is no longer our own either. See, through water baptism, what we are saying in that moment is, I choose to clothe myself, God, because it actually says that we clothe ourselves. I choose to clothe myself with your character and your values. I'm going to line my life up with the values of heaven, with the values of Jesus Christ. So we see this by reading the Bible and learning how Jesus conducted his life. So when we come out of the water, we are clothed. That's good. Clothed with a new set of characteristics and value. Water baptism is a symbol of our flesh and sinful life dying with Jesus Christ. However, we don't stay dead. We don't stay under the water in our mess. We rise again just as Christ rose again. 
See, the power of baptism isn't in the dying. It's in the rising and putting on a new nature. Just like the power of Jesus' crucifixion was the resurrection. Without the resurrection, the Christian faith has no grounding. This is the importance. So as we rise out of the water today, we are clothed with the characteristics and the values of God. These are illuminated on our hearts. The more we participate in our union with God through prayer, through fasting, who fasted this week? My hands up. Not that I'm boasting, okay? Bible reading and Sunday fellowship, the more we will desire God's values in our lives. And this is something that, uh, as I've been living out my Christian walk, something that I've noticed is the, the less I participate in my relationship building with God, okay, the less I care about the characteristics and the values of God. But the more I lean into who God is and I read the Word of God and I pray and I fast and I, I uh, engage in the Sunday celebrations, the more I do this, the more the values and the characteristics of who God is are important to me for my own life. And so I, this is part of the whole value and importance that it is to read the Word of God daily, to talk to God daily, to, to fast regularly. If you're not sure about fasting, it doesn't matter. You don't quite have to understand. Why don't you just start? Just lean in. Just do a one-day fast. It doesn't have to be a 40-day fast, okay? If you're built like me in 40 days, you are needing resurrection, right? It doesn't quite work that well for me. I get to 39 days and I just say, God, like, I can't do this one more day. But I often will do a one-day fast in my life. All the time, actually, I do one-day fasts. And, and for me, sometimes those one-day fasts is just not eating all day and I will have dinner, okay? So because you're working, I'm, I'm working, um, I work very hard as a pastor. <laughs> but I'm physically working, building the church uh, next door here. And, and so some days, you know, we're brick laying or, or just, you know, going full on. And I know I'm going to sweat a lot. And so I can't fast every week a full day without eating. It just kills me, right? So I'll eat dinner. It doesn't really matter what it is, if, especially for a regular fast. It's about the heart attitude and sacrifice for God and his values, Okay. And when you do that, you'll start to see not only will you desire um, his values and character more in your life, you will sense a power about you. Now, it's not your power. It's been loaned to you. It comes from Father God. But you'll see that you have a power about you. And this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a confidence to pray for someone who needs healing. You'll just have this confidence. You don't know where it came from. You will have this desire to read the Word of God before you go to work in the morning. You're just, where's this desire and hunger coming from? Well, you've been putting God first in a massive way in your life, and God is starting to empower you through His Spirit. And so fasting's not a joke. It's, a, it's an amazing, powerful thing. In fact, Jesus even said to His disciples, some demons require fasting and prayer in order for you to cast them out. And so if you want to walk in with Christian power in your life, you need to prioritize 
fasting, prayer, reading the Word of God, and Sunday fellowship. Now, I just want to talk about the union of water baptism. Galatians 5.17 tells us, there is always a tension between flesh nature and spirit nature. Okay, who knows that when you give your life to God, the tension of the flesh does not disappear. You still desire wrong things. You still desire sinful things. Okay, and this is why we don't live by what we desire and we don't live by what, our, what we feel, our feelings, is because they will always lead you down the wrong path. Okay, and so we don't live by these, but we do have a tension between these things and righteous living or spirit nature. And so our flesh desires sin, our spirit desires righteousness. If sin is winning in your life, you need to pray, you need to fast, you need to read your Bible and engage in Sunday fellowship more. You need your spirit nature to be rising up and you've got to feed it in your life. So we need a spiritual union with God in order to overcome flesh. Let me say that again. We need a spiritual union with God in order to overcome our flesh. We read in Galatians 3.27, For all of you who were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union with the Christ, the anointed one, have closed yourself. There's a spiritual union. See, this is the moment where our relationship with God is solidified. We know that God is Father, we know that He's Son, and we know that He's Spirit. Baptism now solidifies us into this relationship. Now, the Greek Orthodox Church gets this wrong, and they take it so far so that they say, we are gods like Jesus, okay? And so they, they take this way, what it is, it's a unification through Jesus. We are never on his level. Like, if you're looking in the mirror in the morning, you're thinking, man, I'm pretty awesome. Like, just be a little careful there, right? You don't, you don't hold the Jesus status in your world. But through Jesus, our submission and our giving our lives through Jesus, we become part of this unification with the Godhead. There is union that happens in our lives. This is why we can take on the characteristics and the values of Christ. Did we get this this morning? You with me? So this is what baptism into a spiritual union means. You now have God's strength within you to overcome flesh desires. You are baptized into Christ Jesus. Water baptism is more than a symbol. It's an action that identifies you spiritually as a son and a daughter of God. Now, when Jesus was baptized, Matthew 3 tells us this. He says in verse 16, Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. So here we have a picture, right, of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit together. All in one moment in history. Isn't that amazing? Who would have loved to be there that day when Jesus was water baptized? To see that happen right before your eyes. 
See, when we are baptized, we are part now of this union because Scripture tells us we are baptized into Jesus Christ. That's good news, isn't it, this morning? So it's more than a symbol today, what you're doing. This is actually happening. That is a trippy moment, a trippy thought for me. More than a religious moment, this is more than a ritual This is uh, more powerful than a sprinkling. This is literally identifying with the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we are entering into a union with God through Jesus Christ as I spit that out. So it's more than a symbol. Baptism is a moment of union, a union with God through Jesus. Water baptism also close us this morning with the characteristics, the values of God written on our heart. Now, there's two questions that I've been asked a lot and and even wondered in my life about water baptism that I want to answer for you today is why full immersion and what's the value of water for baptism? What's the value of water? So with the immersion, in the Bible, Jesus himself was baptised Um, and his baptism was by full immersion. So obviously we are identifying with Jesus Christ. You know, remember the the old sayings, you know, what would Jesus do or less of me and more of him and and all I need is Jesus. And, And this is one of those amazing moments that we get to identify with the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ in full immersion. In fact, every baptism in the Bible was by full immersion. So with the Bible, the Word of God as our example today, every single baptism was by full immersion. The word baptism comes to us from the Greek word baptizo, and it literally means to dip, to immerse, or submersion. So if we're to look at what water baptism is in its, me- uh, sorry, in its meaning, or in, uh, in the biblical, uh, biblical example, I'm going to get this out today, we see that water baptism is by full immersion, and that's what we do also, submersion into the water. I do not uh, want to mock this morning uh, sprinkling or baptizing of babies. However, today you are seeing why the Bible or the biblical standard of water baptism through full immersion is required, okay? This is what water baptism actually is. Anything outside of those boundaries is a man-made idea or a religious act, okay? But if we're to look at the Bible and to look at Jesus Christ and everything that's happened biblically through history with the disciples, it's by full immersion. So there has to be power in this. There has to be a reason for this. So let's look at Romans 6, 3 to 4. Verse 3 says, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. See, when someone dies, we don't bury a portion of the body. The whole body goes into the grave 
and the whole body rises out of the grave. And that's why immersion is so important. Just as the whole body should go under the water, the whole body should rise out of the water also. Baptism is identifying ourselves in the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I think that that is our honour to be able to do that. Amen. So what's the value of uh, water in baptism? At the very beginning, before land, before animals and sin, water was. Water was there. Genesis 1-2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Water was there in purity before the rest came along. See, water doesn't experience decay, not even after sin entered the world. Can you see the significance here this morning? Being baptized with water represents a return to that original purity, pre-decay existence, a return to a pre-sin condition. Baptism is a submerging into the purity that existed before sin. The curse of sin is death. And so as you get water baptized today, what you are saying to your spirit, man, what you're saying to your flesh, and what you're saying to the spirit realm that we live in here on planet Earth is that I am returning my body, my soul, my mind back to a pre-sin condition. Why, why can we do that or how does this happen? Because we are being baptised into Christ, a union with God. Are we seeing the links here? This is the importance of water baptism in our lives. A return to coexisting with God without the K or sin. Amazing thought. Listen to this great scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ Jesus... He is a new creation. Any new creations here this morning? Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Do you believe that today in your life? That old things have passed away. When you go into the water today, or when you have been baptized, old things went into that. Your sin nature went into the grave with Jesus Christ. And when you rise again, you are rising and declaring, I am a new creation. Today, I am born again. I am risen from the dead and I identify with Jesus Christ. That once I was dead, but now I am set free. He can break through any prison wall and he broke through my life here today. So now we're back at today's first scripture that says, in Galatians 3.27, for all of you who were baptised into Christ. See, being in Christ through water baptism means that you are a new creation. It means a return to go, coexisting with God without decay or sin. It's a reminder that we will one day be returned to the wholeness and the purity of our God. That is good. That's the gospel, you know. And um, everywhere, this is why as a Christian, we can have joy in every situation. The situation might be painful, 
that moment or that week or that year or whatever you're going through might hurt. That situation might want to pull you down, but we always remember, don't we, that we are new creations, that we are born again. And that day of pre-existence, that pre-sin moment that came onto, we're going back there. When our Lord and Saviour, He is coming back, amen. And when He does, we are going to that pre-sin existence. This is going to be good, and that's the gospel. So this is why some scriptures say we must be baptized. Even though salvation doesn't rely on baptism, there is a significant power and value in water baptism. Amen. Today, as people are being water baptized straight after this service, they are doing what this next scripture says. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. I want you to know today if this is your day or if you've done this before, that you have put Christ on. You have clothed yourself with Christ. When you walk in your day-to-day life, you no longer walk alone. You are walking with Jesus Christ with you. His Spirit of God is with you. Father God is looking down and saying, that is my child. I am going to walk with them. You know, it's impossible with God to do the wrong. Did you know this? It's impossible for me to do the wrong things in my life, to go down the wrong directions. As long as I stay submitted to God, in every path, he has an interjection for me. He has a moment for me, no matter my choice. This is why when people come to me and they say, oh, Pastor Gray, I'm just not sure what to do. Should I marry him or should I not? You know, is she the right one? It's normally the girls, actually. I don't know if he's the right one. And I'm saying Ryan's the right one for you. Like, Nicole, take him. Like, man, he's the man. And uh, they're gladly here together today. And uh, worshipping God together. Running years together. See what happens when you get the right person. And so a common, and we, Mel and I went through this, and, um, but it was the other way around, believe it or not. And um, Mel was always going, I just don't know the will of God. And I'm just like standing in front of her just saying, I am the will of God. Like, <laughs> took a while, and, uh, but we got there and we're blessed and we've got a good marriage. Hey, yep. And <laughs> I'm a very submissive husband. So Mel runs our house and she does a really good job. And I'm very proud of her for that. Um, but I do the ironing. Anyway, we're gonna talk, we're gonna, let's talk about Jesus. That's a good topic. And, um, and so, actually, Pastor Mel, you did the ironing this morning. She did. Can we put our hands together? We've got an amazing pastor. What a woman. She's on blessed. I mean, you're blessed too, but, man, I'm blessed. And, um, and so, I don't even know what I'll say. Something about baptisms, pathways. Okay. So a lot of people say to me, you know, uh, Pastor Gray, what's the will of God for my life? And I'm just like, well, how do I know? Um, I don't have, I don't believe in a God of the miracle, you know. I don't push a ball in my office and, you know, what's the will of God for this person? You know, God doesn't tell me the will for your life all the time. Like sometimes he does, but in generally he doesn't. Um, I can tell you a will of God. Who wants to know the will of God for your life? Yeah, right now, this morning, right here, is that you would be water baptized. 
So I can give you that one, right? Because um, it's in the Word of God. So I just read that. And uh, anyway, so, but here's, here's, if you're a moving ship, you can be redirected. If you're stationary, you're dying. Because living things grow. Living, a growing thing's not stationary. It's growing, it's moving, there's life in its blood, right? And so if you want to know the will of God, start moving, submit your life, and he will direct your steps. This is, here's, here's the beautiful thing about the Scripture. Now I'm preaching. I feel like I'm getting into my zone this morning. Here's the beautiful thing about the Scripture is the Bible says that a man plans his way, but the Lord orders his step. You know what I love about that? Plan your ways. If you want to run a business, put the plan together. Start confessing it. Use your faith. Activate that thing. And say, I'm going to have a business. Plan your way. Do the mud maps. You know, if you want a man in your life, put, put the plan out there. Tell God, submit to God and say, I need, so I need a companion in my life, God. You know, whatever it is in your world, plan your way. But submit your heart. Always be on your knees and he will order your steps. Amen. Start taking a step and God will just move it, all right? But we need to connect with God. We need to be, I always talk about we have to be in, in unity with God, partner with him. God is not a God of dictatorship. He's not a God that's just going to make things happen on your behalf, okay? He's a God that works with you and I. He's a God that moves with us, amen. So a man plans his ways, but the Lord orders his steps. So baptism today is is part of that. Is it's part of you unifying with God and saying, God, this is a promise in your word. It's it's something in your word that holds immense value. And so today I'm going to do what you said in your word. I'm going to partner with you and be baptized. And I promise you this: that as you come out of the waters today, that God is going to clothe you. He is going to restore you. He's going to bring you into a new covenant with him, the pre-sin condition of your life. How do we know that? Because God forgives and washes away every sinner that day you gave your life to him. And you can now walk in that daily. Who receives that this morning? That's pretty good, amen. So you're putting on cross today. And I want you to know that this is real. It's powerful And this is deliberate and a massive declaration, not only to yourself, but to God and the spirit realm. I love that. When I was baptized, I declared to the spirit realm who I am. I said, enemy, you've had a moment in my life, but never again. You can bring whatever into my daily life here, but I am a son of God or you're a daughter of God. You're a child of God and you're declaring to the devil and you're saying, take your your hands and your curses and, and all of this stuff that you try and bring into my world. Take it. You can shove it because I will not entertain it anymore because I am a child of God. I have been resurrected into Jesus Christ and I walk by faith and not by sight. So whatever you bring to me, it doesn't matter what I see. It's who I know and that's the direction that I'm going to walk in. It's an identification that now you are a child of Jesus, your Saviour. 
Today, people are being clothed with the characteristics and the values of God eliminated on their heart. Entering a spiritual union with God and declaring that the K over their soul is no longer their future. And this is the clothing and the union of water baptism. Amen? Powerful stuff, isn't it?